So we were pretty lucky because while the gym was closed, I was still able to train yeah. at the gym. So in the morning, I would leave for my session. She would stay home and work. So we did not work together bliss. at all. I had the whole house to myself. She was home for a few hours. Then I would come home and I would sleep. So I'm still pretty <laughs> quiet. And then go back to the gym. So we we were pretty pretty lucky in that uh, in that front of not being scooped up in our little apartment for uh, well almost two years. Yeah. Uh, the ground us. rule because we had online classes, so he needed to make sure to come back and eat before or after or whatever. Because I was like during class time, you can't just be strolling into the house while I'm coaching online on Zoom and start the blender and like do these things. So that was basically the one rule was we had three classes per day you know 15 minutes before 15 minutes after because we were chatting with people was like that's kind of like a dead zone like this is the time that we need to make it look professional and you know offer a good service online but apart from that it's pretty uh, easy in partnership with the morning chalk up and part of the morning chalk up podcast network this is the Clydesdale fitness and friends My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and the Clydesdale. My friends are Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, and Kat Shear. We are here to bring you the best interviews with the biggest personalities in the fitness world and CrossFit from all over the world. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and write a review. It's such a big help to our podcast. And with that, we're on to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. RX Mark Your Jump Ropes, the best jump ropes in the business. Our title sponsor and such great support from them. You can get your RX Mark Your Jump Ropes by going to rxmarkier.com. At checkout, use Clydesdale15, all caps, and you can get 15% off your order. Uh, You can buy jump ropes of any color, shape, size, Uh, the handles, you can make those whatever you want. You can get the cable at different weights um, and different lengths, depending on your height. So check it out at rxmarkier.com. Use Clydesdale 15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. That does exclude new additions, new arrivals and special editions, but check that out. Uh, It's a great deal. In addition to that, they're also supporting our hashtag road to a thousand. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast, and you have a public profile, every time we hit the century mark with subscribers, we're giving away a brand new RX Mercury jump rope. And Dave Newman, the owner of the company, has promised to throw in a couple extras uh, for that winner. So make sure you go over, subscribe, and uh, you have a public profile, and you may be our next winner. Hey, everyone. I got a secret to tell you. There's this really cool company out there called Element 26. We have partnered with them, um, and they have some of the coolest equipment on the market for us CrossFitters, lifters, um, strongmen. Uh, So one of the products they have is thumb tape. It is like the best thumb tape on the market. It is flexible and it moves with you. um, And it is very tacky and sticky. So great thumb tape. Another one of the products that I use and I love are their grips. They are chocolate grips. They are rubberized. And I'm a Clydesdale, right? I'm big. This helps me stick to the bar. I don't move. I can hang for a very long time as a big man with these on my hands. Uh, great for farmer's carries. Um, even My hands are big enough. I can even use these on a barbell if I want a deadlift. Just saying. No chalk, super sticky. Gotta love them. Uh, their website is element26.co. That is element26.co. Go check them out. So many cool products. We're going to keep showing you what they have over the next few weeks. But you have got to check this place out because they are constantly innovating um, and see what they have to offer. Um, little hint, check out the belts. They got a really cool concept with the belts. Um, you know that Velcro that always pops? They have a solution. So go check that out, element26.co, element26.co. Trust me, you'll have fun with this. We are the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott. I am the host of this show. I am the Clydesdale. We like to do fitness, and these are my friends. I have my co-host, Kat Shear with me, and we also have special friends. 
Caroline Lambre. Did I say yeah, that right? And Jeffrey Adler. Yeah. Uh, first of all, a huge congratulations on the recent engagement. Thank you. Thank you. So how long have you guys been together? Five, six years. Six years. Six years. Six years. And now you're making it official? Yeah. Finally. <laughs> it's been official for a while, but now we just got the ring. We just got the bling. Yeah. There you go. And so what's it like working out with that thing now? I have to take it off. Yeah. Yeah. My, my husband I wanted always... to be able to train with it, but it's just going to wreck it and everything. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. My husband asked me to pretend like I'm married because I never wear, I, I have beautiful wedding jewelry and I never get to wear it. Yeah. <laughs> get used to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I used to wear more, and then when I started doing crossing, you take it off, you put it on. I had necklaces and all this stuff, and I was like, oh. so as I've trained more, I've just kind of let go. So I was like, oh, perfect! Like I'll be able to have something permanent now. And I'm like, no, if it's permanent, I'll wreck it. So yeah, and I'm always afraid I'm going to lose mine. Like if I'm in different places or I put it in a different spot, and then I panic for a few days. So yeah, something to get used to. <laughs> yeah, no, I have one spot now that I know that Good. if I take it off, that's where it's going. Otherwise, yeah like rings in a bathroom or something like that, that would be like my worst nightmare. So that's yeah, why I want to all the time. Or Jeffrey's worst nightmare, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can, I can still I can buy another one, but <laughs> I'd rather not, so. It's a big investment, it's a big investment. Yeah. Yeah, when I, when I first started CrossFit, my neighbor was the affiliate owner and I would leave my ring all the time at the gym and he'd come over thinking my wife was going to be upset and like knock on my door lightly and like, hey, here's the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, so how did you guys meet? You tell it. Um, like, I'm the we, one telling it. Met, I like it. We met at the at, at a the gym actually. So she was uh, she was coaching. Uh, where I well almost first started CrossFit um, on the South Shore of Montreal. Um, I actually was not going to the classes that she was coaching because I did not like her as a coach, which is you didn't even enough. know me, but yes. Um, so I used to like, oh, uh, Kevin was coaching. I think it was uh, Tuesdays and like Thursdays, and I would just do open gym on those days. Um, what wait, what what was it about her that made you? What was the turnoff there? Because the, the problem was I was starting, I was kind of good and um, she just wanted to, she, she, she actually was just coaching me and help, trying to help me be better, but I'm a little bit stubborn. So I, I didn't like it as much. Ah, so, so she was being relentless like yeah. you should have been, you and you were not a good receiver of that. No, not very much. <laughs> um, and then at some point, uh, I went on vacation. I, I came back. Uh, I was off work, so I think I was just stress-free. And uh, we just spent a little bit more time together. That was, um, at the time, I was uh, learning double-unders. So that was like a while ago. Uh, I couldn't do double-unders to save my life. And um, she helped me a little bit with that. And uh, I started from there. Learning double unders can be a very frustrating process too. So yes, I can imagine stressful to learn. <laughs> you can't muscle through double unders, right? So right, right. no matter how strong you are, you can't you fake can it. Still, and so I was able to to help. What was I, your initial impression of Jeff? Uh, not cocky, but like I mean, I was the new. It was it was hard for me because I was entering a community, right? Like I didn't come from this community. I was hired from the outside. And so that first month transition where I'm trying to build trust and build rapport and build relationship with people. Um, and he would just kind of scroll in like 10 minutes late. Like he's, I was like, no, like the class has started. We're like almost done the warm up. I have no idea what you've been doing. So I was like, there's open gym, go do open gym. So there's stuff like that where I was just like, I wouldn't have it. It was just like, if you have the time, clearly come to the next class and jump in and do that from, you know, minute zero to 60. Um, but we weren't, because I wasn't spending time with him, it was just like, well, he was avoiding me the few times that he did come to class just strolling. And I was like, that's not going to fly with me. Um, 
but it was like, I didn't take it personally. I was just like, I don't know what you're doing like at work or whatever. So when he came back from vacation um, and he did have some time off and he came to a morning class where the atmosphere is a little bit chill and he wasn't, you know, rushed from work or whatever, it just kind of gave us the opportunity to talk and just kind of have a better atmosphere around our interaction. And from there, like I said, like I helped him with Dubliners and we got to chat and it was just like, oh, you're not that bad. Never in my wildest dreams did I think Dubliners would lead to love. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, back like, and that was in 2015. And I think just like coaching in general has come a long way, but you know, it wasn't something that was being taught type of thing. Like there's progressions to double and there's progressions to anything and everything, but it was just like, oh, you're either good enough or you're not, or you're either practicing and like magically you're going to get the blunder. So the fact that I had like the progression and we helped and we kind of build, built the skill and it was like that kind of like built the trust and, and everything uh, around it. Did you ever feel like you had to, to prove your sort of athletic prowess as a female coach around male athletes? I know that sometimes I do a lot of coaching of, of men and boys, and I always feel like, you know, they're kind of not so crazy about me being their coach until I can sort of wow them with something, you know, something clicks or something doesn't. And it's like, oh, okay, I trust you. Now I can work with you. But have you found that to be true as well? My relationship with male athletes has evolved over time. Um, I think as a newer coach and maybe like not having muscle ups or not having handstand pushups or not having some of the things. Um, and that's not all men, but some would be like, well, if you can't do it, how can you teach me? And I'm like, well, the gymnastics coach at 60 going to the Olympics is not doing backflips anymore and he can still coach them. Right. So there's a little bit of that, but with time, and I think with my experience that trust also with athletes have just kind of like has been built on what I've been able to accomplish now, obviously with Jeff, I'm like, well, you can listen to me or not, but I mean, I've been training him and I've programmed for him. So it's a little bit harder to kind of argue. Um, and so I never want to like generalize like, oh, I'm going to have a hard time coaching all men. I think different athletes need different um, things from coaches to trust them. So some athletes, whether that's male or female, want their coach to be able to do things to bring validity to the relationship and the coaching. Some people want to know that you have the knowledge, you have the credential, you have the diplomas. Like, I think you need to kind of figure out what the athlete is looking in terms of what they want to be able to trust the coach. And I think for the men, a lot of of the times, potentially it's more, I want my coach to be able to do this or at least have done it. So as I've evolved as an athlete and the coach, like I've, you know, eventually got my muscle. So I'm like, well, I have it and you don't. So like, again, do you want to argue with me? So it's now it's not as bad, but well, yes. You have, you have more male athletes than female athletes right now. Yes. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think she's, she's going to have the, I don't want to say more success with male athletes, but you can like, for some reason it works well. Yeah. Or we just ha- didn't have the opportunity to get uh, a female athlete yet. Maybe because there's less. Maybe because in the area we are, there's less. I don't know. But mm-hmm. so far, it's been uh, men, young men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. the oldest one now. Yeah, <laughs> old man. So, yeah. so when you when you started talking and, and you got the double unders down, how did you how did you differentiate? Like, I want her to be my coach. And I want her to be my girlfriend. It came up really naturally. Like I, there, we didn't have to discuss about it or like talk about, it just came with time. I also like at the beginning of a relationship, I was working full-time construction worker. I would train like at night. So I wasn't training like full time, just dedicating. I was dedicating more time to training, but not as much as I'm doing right now. Um, So she would, and I would do like the class program. She would add some stuff that I would do before. So it just came like very naturally and um, slowly. Like it didn't, it didn't go from uh, we start dating and then you become my coach like the the next day. Like it took maybe a year. Well, also when we, that double under day, um, I left the gym within what, three to five days after that. Like, so that made it 
very easy to kind of transfer because we didn't have to maneuver that I'm coaching on the box or potentially going to date or like, you know, flirt and whatever. It was just that incident kind of happened. Um, I left the gym and, and then we started talking more. And so that relationship kind of got established before. And then as we were training together and just coaching and all of that, that aspect of our relationship came back into play of, well, you know, it'd be cool if I could program for you. It'd be cool if I could coach you. Like, do we want to try this? Do we want to try to achieve this, these goals? But it was our relationship started off as boyfriend, girlfriend more than coaching. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't expect that answer. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then, so how did the, how did the proposal go down? Yeah, so that's on my end. Um, I, I I really didn't want something complicated, so I we're right now at my parents' house. We're in Florida. Um, I just proposed here, and then I I made like um, I wanted to have a, like a, an experience with the evening. It's not about just the proposal, but so we could remember that evening for a long time. So I know she likes the Fast and Furious uh, films. Yeah, so yeah. I, I rented a Nissan GTR. Um, we went to Daytona a beachside restaurant, had fun, had a walk on the beach, had some pictures on the, on the dock, and then came back and we had fun with the car. So that's, uh, that's mostly like what, what I wanted to experience is for her to have multiple surprises. So first it, it was the proposal, which I think you had a little, a little idea, but you, you didn't think I would do it as soon as that. Uh, my, actually my, my, my time frame was, um, by, uh, by December 31st. Yeah, like that was my deadline. I was getting impatient. <laughs> she was like, oh, let's do it in Dubai. I'm like, Dubai is too far. Cause I had already bought the ring. So I didn't want to wait that much. Um, I mean, I knew it was coming because like, obviously I've had many hints. We've been together for six, six years. And I was like, all right, after this year's game, cause like COVID lockdown, all these things in the past year and a half, I was like, okay, like ideally would have happened sooner, but we had other, we had other things to kind of take care of. Um, so I was like, in my head, I knew after the games is let's have a discussion, like shop for rings. Like, what do we need to like, just make this happen? Cause I wanted it to happen. And so while we were here, we went shopping for rings. So I knew like, and we bought this ring. Not yeah, this I, ring. I was surprised. I got, I actually got two rings. Woo. Um, so I knew it was coming, but I didn't know that day. Like that was a complete surprise. And he surprised me with the other ring and it was all, it was all a big thing. Um, and I was super happy with the day. When you said Daytona, I thought you were going to say, I let her go out on the track with the car and drive oh, as fast awesome. as you <laughs> Probably again. I don't know. I haven't looked into it much. No. I mean, uh, you have to get like the car checked. I mean, that would have been a whole process. Maybe I'm sorry, Jeffrey. Know. I didn't mean to set that expectation for you. <laughs> Maybe for anniversary, the- anniversary present. Uh, yeah, we'll keep fun. that for Dubai. I think yeah. it'll be easier to do in Dubai. Probably. So in the middle of this relationship, you guys decide to open a business together. Yep. yep. And so what, what was the thought process behind that? The gym was actually what she, she wanted. She wanted a gym long before I did. I didn't want a gym when I started coaching. So that also came with time. Yeah. Uh, I was still like, at the, that was 2017. So we worked together for almost like two years before we opened the gym. So that means like we started shopping for a a space like a year after we started dating. So we were still like in the beginning of our relationship. I was still working full time. Um, I wasn't planning on opening a gym, but she wanted one and the the opportunity came up. So we decided to open up a gym. Um, I don't know. It was more. Yeah. Well, so I started coaching in 20. 13 and so from 2013 to 2016 I worked in like a couple of different gyms eventually like I knew this was something I wanted to do full-time um and I was happy to be a full-time coach and work for other people and you know help make their visions and missions and all that come true but eventually I just kind of like wanted to do things my own way and just kept like you know butting heads so I was like why not should I try should we should we do this so as the relationship was evolving and his interest in competing because he was training more and more and like, Oh, you know, could we make it to regionals? Can we make this? I was like, well, it would make sense. Like to have a box, you would have a place to train. You would have, you know, our 
you would be representing our gym. It'd be really, really cool because we had shop for boxes for him to train. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's at the time that's convenient for him. Is it convenient for the box? Do they have the equipment? Like it's all a logistical thing. So I was like, well, if we can actually get this off the ground, it would be really cool because we would, you know, have our own business, be our own bosses. And then for him to give him the opportunity to be able to train, you know, as he was progressing as an athlete, kind of adapt as we go, because we would, you know, be in charge and be able to do that. So. Was, so uh, you have a very unique logo. Uh, so I'm sure that key represents something important to you. And so can you explain what the, lo what the logo is? So it's a W for Wonderland. And our tagline is a world of possibility. So the people are the key. It's the key to unlocking your potential. It's the key to unlocking, you know, what people want out of their lives. It's a symbol. Like the key is what gets the door open. Yeah, I love it. I, I love the logo. It caught my eye as soon as I was doing research on you guys. Um, and I love the logo. So kudos to that. I think that's a really cool, cool thing. Um, I think figuring out the name was like the hardest that took like eight months because every, everything was taken. It was like, oh, that'd be a cool name. Google it, take it. Uh, start over, Google it, take it. You're like, oh my God. So by the time we had uh, Wonderland and we had somebody like a graphic designer work on the logo, because like ideas, what do we want it to represent and stuff? So it's, uh, we're happy with it. Might do a redesign for the fifth year anniversary coming up. So you are fiancés, you are coach and athlete, and you are co-business owners. I know during COVID, when my wife and I had to both work from home, we had to set some pretty strict ground rules um, <laughs> around that just to make it through a work day. And yeah. you guys are doing so much more than just a normal work day. Um, what are your ground rules like? So we're pretty lucky because while the gym was closed, I was still able to train yeah. at the gym. So in the morning, I would leave for my session. She would stay home and work. So we did not work together bliss. at all. I had the whole house to myself. She was alone for a few hours. Then I would come home and I would sleep. So it's still pretty <laughs> quiet. And then go back to the gym. So we we were pretty pretty lucky in that uh, in that front of not being scooped up in our little apartment for uh, well almost two years. Yeah. Uh, the ground us. rule because we had online classes so he needed to make sure to come back and eat before or after or whatever because i was like during class time you can't just be strolling into the house while i'm coaching online on zoom and start the blender and like do these things so that was basically the one rule was we had three classes per day you know 15 minutes before 15 minutes after because we were chatting with people it was like that's kind of like a dead zone like this is the time that we need to make it look professional and you know offer a good service online but apart from that, it's pretty uh, easy. Yeah. Ish. I was I was really lucky to be able to train um, full time while the gym was closed. When you guys seem to be on the same page with everything, right? You're one of you is the coach, one of you is the athlete, but you both have the same goal. So uh, this <laughs> <laughs> goal setting is another thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd rather her set the goal and I'll just do it. It's much easier this way. <laughs> a very interesting athlete to, uh, to work with. So expand on that a little bit. What do you mean by that? I'm, I'm not more goal oriented. I'm more, uh, I think, outcome based. Like I wanted him to win the open. I wanted us to make it to the games in three to four years. I wanted us to like these landmarks of, of the expectations and kind of backtrack. Like, what do we need to make it to regionals for 2018? What do we need to win the open? You know, uh, looking at people's scores and doing all, all the research. He, he doesn't need or doesn't want, can't put words into his mouth, but he won't, he never said, I want to win the open until we were super close for 20. 20? Yeah. And well, then, no, 2021. This year's. No, 2020, you were really close and you ended up fifth. Yeah, that was the penalty because otherwise I would have been, you would have been third. Second. Or second. Anyway, we were really close. So that was the first time I was like, oh, like, you know, maybe I could actually win the Open. But for me, it was actually like a goal of like, I want you to win the Open. So he works a little bit differently in terms of motivation and in terms of goal setting. Um, so that's why we're like not on the same. We did. I 
I made him do a vision board yesterday. That was oh. the hardest thing I did. Because <laughs> he's like, sounds... my group is at 140. I'm so stressed right now. I'm like, we're supposed to be like dreaming up dreams and like writing on our vision board. It's supposed to be fun. He's like sweating bullets and just like not having it. Um, I can't say I'm going to win something or I can't say I'm going to, the only thing I can say I can win is a clean workout. <laughs> That's the only thing I can say I, I can win because I can truly win. If I don't know if I can truly win, I will never say I will win. But you can say be... that you want to. I'm not saying that you will. I'm saying yeah, you want, well... like I wanted you to win the open. I didn't know if you would. And that's it. Like I can make that distinction, that mental distinction. And for him, it's like, black or white, I can't say this. I can't do that. It's just weird. I just don't want to, I, I don't want to lie to myself or anybody. Like I, I'm right. not going to say I can win this competition if I can't. Um, and there's only one person that can win on 20 or 30. So I so, just want to do the best I can and not hopefully not be disappointed, which is really hard to do. It's like, it's, it's, it's disappointing in both ends. <laughs> so it sounds like Caroline, it's a goal. Jeffrey, it's a promise. And yeah. you don't want to make the promise unless you're, you're going to fulfill that. Um, and I would contend that if it's powerlifting moves, you have a good shot at winning that one as well. Pretty much. Because CrossFit Total, you demonstrated. So that's one, like I won against four other guys and there's many, many other guys that can outlift me on a total. Many, many, many. I, like there's Royce Dune, Willy George. I, I think uh, Cournoyer and Calron could beat me. Um, you did well. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, he can deadlift over 600. Like there's, yeah. there's many guys that are really strong out there that weren't there when we tested the event. So I don't think I would win again against 40. But also, it depends would, on the structure, like the way it was yeah. then, the way it was done in 2019. Like, but a top five, yes, I think so. Mm -hmm. a, a win, maybe not. It's interesting that you mentioned sort of like the 2020 games and you guys being, you know, a part of that smaller group, which had to have been such a cool experience, but did it give you sort of a false sense of, of capability because yes. there was only five of you, you know, and, and you think like, okay, this is the place that I'm in, you know, in the world or whatever, but because the, it was such a smaller field, it maybe would have been different if it were larger. The only certainty of 2020 is that Matt Fraser beat all of us like easily. That's the only thing that is a certain thing. I, and I don't want to disrespect any of the other competitors that were there, but I truly think that the leaderboard would have been different with 25 or 30 other men. And I don't think that the other guys would disagree with me because yes, like uh, on one workout, I don't know. I, I finished fifth. Let's say I finished fifth on five, but Maybe I would have finished 35th on 40, or would I finish fifth or on 40? Like, I, we don't know. We will never be able to know. And it's, it, I don't think it's worth the time to think about, oh, what if, what if, what if? Like, it was only five, and that was what happened with five. And just like this year's games, like, this is what happened with this test, this amount of people, and that's the result. Like, that's the fittest people, that's the, that's the ranking. And the next competition, it'll it, it all come back it all come back to zero, and then at that moment with these workouts, these are the fittest people. So I think it's just the only certain thing is Tia and and, and Matt. That's the only thing. If that would for sure not change. I, I have to tell you that when you came out of that hill sprint and told everybody like, listen, I don't give a shit what happens, but like he cannot win anymore, like. We have someone that has to beat him. I don't care who it is. That was classic. My, my favorite part of that documentary. So it just, he, it, that was the second workout and it was the second win. And I'm like, oh no, he's not going to win all 14 <laughs> events. Like that right. could not, like, no, I don't want that to happen. And I know like, I can't, I couldn't beat him on a toast to bar event. That's, I just can't, it's not my, it's not my workout, but maybe Noah could. Or on a running event, maybe Justin could, or whatever. Like, uh, I think only me and Sam beat him. Sam uh, beat him on the swim, uh, swim. assault bike. Yep. And I'm like, yes, like if it's your workout, just hammer it and win it. So, <laughs> but even if 
he didn't win those events, he got second. Like, right. It's no, there wasn't enough separation. It's the only thing we could do is one, like one or two wins. And then, but that's where our bigger field, you know, I mean, he was uh, still winning everything. Oh uh, God, he was uh, on another level. I, I think even with 40 other men, yeah, it would, it wouldn't it have been, been yeah. like top threes all the way through. Mm-hmm. So is I that got me super worried when I saw that quote, I was like, oh, people are going to take it the wrong way. <laughs> right it's like nobody knows jad nobody knows his personality or whatever and it wasn't like i don't know i was just i was super worried and every time you were like yes like we want to see a little bit of fire i was like okay this is how this is being interpreted and like be good but i was whew. and i think it goes to show the the greatness of of matt that two events in you're already frustrated <laughs> right oh it's ridiculous it's right just... it, don't, it only took two events to realize shit we're in trouble yeah um and so i think that's what it just illustrated but what i what i find interesting is listening to you talk today you're so humble and you don't want to make these over promises but it seems like when you're on the competition floor there's a little more fire there and you talk a little smack and when you won the total you let matt know you won the total uh yes and no like after the total, he he came to me and he's like, "Oh, I miscounted my deadlift." And I said, "Yeah, you miscounted your deadlift. Whatever, I beat you anyway." Like, it's <laughs> and I mean, it's the only workout I can I can <laughs> say that to you. So I like I'll I'll take it. But no, it's just I was just trying to have fun. And Matt is such as such a uh, he's a legend. And even while on his last year in 2020, he was. A legend then and it felt like maybe some of the other competitors were like oh Matt is like and yes I understand but as, at the same time like let's just loosen up and have fun uh hopefully he had fun as well and the other guys had fun as well but it was just like just trying to have fun and I don't care if Matt comes to me and say oh I beat you on a handstand work yes you did and I'm fine with that like I'll take it but when I win then I, I want to brag about it a little bit so that's how so the last thing i want to talk about about the 20 games well there's a couple things actually but the bike repeater workout yeah you you came out of nowhere like i was standing up yelling at my tv because i thought you you'd pulled it off i thought you were gonna pull it off and then the legend hits i hate watching that video again (laughs) like the last bike going back to the rope I'm like, why, why did you not sprint? How, what was I thinking at that moment, looking at Matt sprinting his butt off and me just doing nothing. I was like, what were you thinking? It's just, it's such a mistake. I should have won that workout. Um, It's, it's a little bit, I want to say rookie mistake, but at that point, like I wasn't much of a rookie anymore. Um, I just misjudged the timing of the workout i i think i was probably surprised myself because I, I started the workout Just having fun on the bike i remember starting that workout and seeing the guys like hammer the bike on the first run and i'm like dude we have 10 rounds of this if we all go at that speed we'll die um and then everybody kind of backed off like from round maybe five to seven everybody slowed down a little bit and i just kept the same pace um but it was such a fun event to do. Um, I loved not only the event itself, but also like I used to watch like the CrossFit Games documentaries and you see those events that they get the bike fitting and they get to test the bikes. And it's all like um, there's there's more than just the event. And I was able to be there and practice with the bike and have someone help me adjust the bike and get the helmet and all that stuff. Like it, it sounds like little but it's those little things that made that event so special plus like the race at the end was pretty pretty awesome i wanted to yell and then knowing that everybody could hear us i was like maybe i shouldn't and i was like i should have yelled i should have just like yelled to go faster so we've talked to a couple people who were the coaches at the games as well um and they talk about caroline in a way that she is like the biggest smack talker Oh, yeah. I'm the biggest smack talker? Yeah. 
can't need to go watch those episodes. What did they say? <laughs> yeah, especially Matt O'Keefe in the in the total. He talks about you talking smack with him. Oh yeah. No, she was just doing numbers. <laughs> so everything that was yelled in French was just numbers. Yeah. And he was yelling at me like, tell me what I need to do. Blah blah blah. I don't want to live more. Like that was that was just that back and forth. At the end, because Matt thought that he had one. Right. And then that's why I was like, no, 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 like, please confirm these numbers. This is what I have for you. This is what I have for him. He outlifted you. So I just wanted to make sure. That was like 20 seconds. You see the whole conversation in, in the documentary. Like, that was it. Oh, so the other thing they said is, what? it was so cool getting to know everybody too, because with it just being the five, like you all got to hang out and you all got yeah. to become friends and you all got... And so they all had fun with it. I don't want you to think that it was anything bad. Um, but the reason I bring it up is Atalanta, you decide to go on the run with Jeff. Yeah. And so were you just that into the event? Did you just want to show him support? What was the reasoning for jumping on and running the last leg with him? Uh... I don't know. I, I, so that's sad to say, but I, I had already abandoned at that point because I knew I would get fourth and on the workout, I would get fourth. Like Sam was so behind and everybody else was done in front. So I was kind of walking and running and walking and running. Uh, I think that's why she came to, it's, it was more support, like just finish the run. Don't, don't walk, keep running. Yeah. And I just didn't see the point, but, uh, mm -hmm. That it was, was also a, a good moment because that was your first time at the ranch as well. Yeah. Because the well, coaches, work the coaches the for, for the whole weekend couldn't come to the ranch. And she was excited to get to the ranch for the first time. Um, and that was the only workout she, the coaches were allowed to come was that event. So I knew that I knew that his placement wouldn't change at that point. But for me, it was important for him to finish strong. Because he could have walked and it wouldn't have changed anything except how you feel about the event at the end. And I was like, no, like you're going to finish this, like push as much as you can. Like I understand it's like we all work out. Like this is the painful, like it's left you more minutes. Like I want to stop and stuff. Like there's nobody around pushing you on the pace, but I just wanted him to be like, I just, I think that's what I told. I just want you to be proud of your effort. Like keep going, do what you can and do that. So that's why I met him at the, at the gate. Also, I figured like if he wanted me to tell him where people were, um, but I think he, he pretty much knew. And then I, I just followed him because I was like, well, I ran there. And then it was just like a loop around. I might as well just stay with you. And that was, that was it. So you get to go in this very intimate setting at one of the most iconic locations in all of CrossFit. Where does that stack up on your list of achievements and memories uh, in the sport? Uh, so that, that's an interesting question for some people. The ranch is like the Holy grail of CrossFit, but it, I don't think I don't, it's, it, it's not for me. Like, uh, I started CrossFit in 2015 and the ranch was already gone. Like it, it, the games were already in, in Carson. Um, there was one event at the ranch. I didn't really understand why it was there at the time because I didn't know like the history of, of, the, of the whole thing. I think it's, it's more for her, like she really wanted to go to the ranch. It was really special. It's a super cool venue. And like the things I'm gonna remember, remember the most is, is certain events like Atalanta, The Loop, uh, the, the, even that, not mm -hmm. so much. Like, Dubai Desert Run, Miami Beach, and 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 um, swim like that. These are the events that will really that are special to a specific place. You cannot do the loop anywhere else in the world but the ranch, and that's what for me makes it really special. I I love California. The weather is nice. The scenery was cool. The hill, like you have no idea how steep the hills were. It's just ridiculous. And that's what I'll remember, not necessarily the ranch itself, but the, the events that I've done in that specific area. Um, 
and yeah, some like some mem- these are memories I'll, I'll probably have for the rest of my life. The loop I'll remember for the rest <laughs> of my life. Uh, the desert, the Dubai desert run is one of them. Um, the total, just because I won and the energy was just so high. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I think of the ranch. Um, and maybe it'll offend some people and I'm, I'm okay with that. It's just not as special, I, I think, as it is for some others. Sure. I, think I mean, there's that, that nostalgia is there, but yeah, if you hadn't experienced it or weren't following it in 2008 or 2009, it's not going to yeah. mean that much to you. I totally get that. And so the sport is evolving and like CrossFit as a community is evolving and like it meant way more when I found out that there would be events at the game. I was like, oh my God, like, and because it was happening within the pandemic and everything and we like, you know, got in fifth and we managed like now it's going to be like a, like a unique experience and we were getting to go to the ranch and all these things. Um, it definitely, I think, meant more to me on the sentimental side than it did for him because I've watched the videos of like the level one doing the, you know, the queuing and stuff at the ranch. And I, you know, like I've, I've been following these things and not just the sport of CrossFit, but just, you know, CrossFit as a methodology and everything that's involved and Dave's involvement with that. So there's, there's a little bit more specialness. Like there's, there's something there, I think for me because uh, I'll, I'll never get to compete at the games at the ranch, right? That's not, I mean, maybe in the 60 plus, maybe eventually, but that's not like getting, being able to be there as a coach means as much to me, um, if not more, to be able to participate in that event. And uh, yeah. I think to be, to be one of those five in that very small setting was more special to me than where it was. Been anywhere in the yeah. world, yeah. just being those one of those five there's only four other men and five women that have lived this and most likely no one else will live that ever again so it's that's what makes it really special um we had also like i think more special attention like we had the trailer the, trailer, the movie trailer we had all our stuff the in there warm up area. areas like it was just all of these little things added up to like a very special experience and it could have been anywhere else in the world. It would have been super special anyway. I want to touch on something that I read that said um, that you guys actually had a long-term goal for this when you guys first started working together. And, and I'm taking it that's Caroline since she's the goal setter. Um, but that you guys are on the same page of that, that it's going to take a few years, but it was so important to get the foundations right before you went for the games. So how do you convince someone that's really good at something to slow down and get the foundations right so that the long-term outcome is better? There's two things. A, you can't convince anybody to do anything. They have to convince themselves. So there's no way around that. Two, there's plenty of drills and skills and ways to make people do things without them realizing. So if I make (laughs) him practice something, eventually he's just gonna do it that way. Um, so there's, you know, coaching wise, there's a little bit of, of that, like, um, you can't, like, you can't deadlift 500 before doing 405 and 415 and 420. And it's getting those PRs and making sure those milestones are there. Um, and that's just weight is an easy way to, to conceptualize it, but it's the same thing for gymnastics, whether it's strength or endurance, like you need those, you need to do friend in three minutes before you can do 245 or you can do 230. Like we need to progressor athletes in a way and I wanted to make sure that it's easy to add volume it's easy to I mean add intensity if 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 you want to and and make people progress faster than what they should there's definitely ways to to do that but then people break like you know after a year and a half you're overtrained under recovered you know you lose you lose the love to train love for the sport you're injured like all these things I wanted to make sure like we he's done Crossing Wonderland classes. Like when we're at the gym, he does the classes because I make sure that it fits with the rest of his programming, but just do a workout, like have fun, make sure that you're still enjoying everything and the drills that we do in the class, like still doing beat swings. Like we're still doing these things that are just as valuable at a high level than uh, a beginner athlete. Did, did you have any coaching experience coming into CrossFit or was this like your first foray into that? Uh, so I have my bachelor's of education. 
So I think that's where I get most of like breaking it down to smaller steps and seeing things like building lesson plans and, and, and all these things, you know, behavior and psychology and a little bit of that. Like, I think um, coming into it, that definitely just like served me a lot and then just absorbing as much as I could um, as I went along. Did a little bit of personal training, but I mean, I've done sports. So I've, I've been coached, like going kind of through the motions, but I think my BED is really what. Yeah, I think like you just have a different look at things than I've heard from other coaches. And I just find it fascinating. So, so what is your athletic background that got you here? Um, so I played volleyball in high school. Uh, and then, so we have, I did high school, we have, have CJEP in Quebec and then university. I skipped kind of CJEP because I was working and focusing on school. And then when I got to university, I did three and a half years of cheerleading because it's not that big in Canada. So I was able to just kind of start off the team in university. Um, I was a base, I was a third. And, uh, and then I also did a, a year of uh, rowing. Okay. So that's kind of... And then just like training to be able to lift girls up in the air and be able to make the boat go fast, like doing conditioning. And so I've been active in like learning through as I was training myself for these sports. And Jeffrey, what, what did you do before CrossFit? Not much. Um, <laughs> I've never played um, organized, sports. organized sports before. Um, I actually have, I didn't go to school very long. So I have my... It's going to GED. Like he has, he graduated high school. High school. Yep. And then I was supposed to be a plumber, actually. And that didn't work out. Um, as soon as I finished school, I went to straight, straight into construction work. Um, but I mean, playing hockey, Quebec, well, I say that because yeah. where I'm from, everybody plays hockey. From a small town. Every, like it's every <laughs> night hockey. And then, um, in, in teams, like more in the weekends, like I would play garage leagues, leagues but nothing serious really. Um, my first gym membership was a CrossFit gym. So. Wow. So what is the, your coaching that you're doing now, is it a separate business? Is it just through CrossFit Wonderland? Are you starting to organize it a little bit differently? Repeat your question. I was saying your coaching business. So <laughs> is that I mean, obviously you're coaching Jeff and you mentioned you have other athletes. Is it, are you starting to sort of evolve into this sort of separate entity or are you there already? Uh, no, I think it, it, I would like it to get there. Um, I definitely, it's not automated enough, let's say as a business to not pull energy away from Jeff or let's say the other athletes that I'm uh, working with currently. Everything is very individualized. Um, obviously everybody needs to be able to do hundred pull-ups like, okay, fine. Um, so, you know, there's, there's cross references within the, the programming, but I'm helping all the athletes kind of develop individually because they're at very different levels, um, or capabilities. So that right now it's like, I'm not looking to take on anybody else at the same time. I've had opportunities to talk to other athletes, people who have approached me. Um, so, you know, I'm always open to an opportunity, but it's not, uh, it's not something that I want to focus on or pull. And like, I'm still managing the gym from a distance here, taking care of Jack. Like there's a lot already on our, on our plate. So it would be, it would, it would have to be a good fit basically. Mm -hmm. um, it, I, I don't know. I don't know if it will ever be like a mayhem or a comp train or whatever. Like these, these uh, uh, programming, like it's, it's very, it's, it's just workouts. Like they, I don't know how they uh, schedule their workouts, like in blocks or seasons or like off season, on season, open season, whatever. Um, my programming is really, it's, it's for me. It's not for anybody else. Some things most likely others can't do. And I work or on shouldn't do <laughs> like, like well, it's, it's, it's taking us five years to get there. Right. Yeah. So like, I don't know, take anybody, take any other athletes at the games, be like, oh, I want to transfer and like do, well, the programming I'm doing, I've built this on five, six years of loading Jeff to where he is now. And so, I mean, we can try if you want to try doing his programming, but is it going to be appropriate because you are changing the stimulus? Like we work a certain way. I, I built his programming a certain way. So it's, it's, I'm not saying they wouldn't be able to do it. I'm just, I, it, 
Well, definitely. It would be a really cool test. Way. Like I would, if somebody wants to raise their hands and like come <laughs> on over and try it out, like I'm more than, than happy. And there's definitely athletes I would, you know, love to be able to program for and, and help and things like that. But, you know, it is his programming. It like is the, things. The weakness work is really tailored for me. Like mm -hmm. what do I suck at the most? And we'll work on this. Lots and then of things. lots of things, all of things, <laughs> except for heavy clean shirts. Um, and then you take another athlete and my weaknesses are their strengths and that wouldn't work for them because yeah. then you would just work on what you're good at, which you should work on what you're not good at. So that's why like for the other athletes that she has, some of their programming have like my workouts into them and then we can compare and whatever, but. Or I um, use theirs and put it in there. Like a workout is a workout. And if I know it's going to hit if I know it's something that people need to be good in the open, everybody can do it. Like there's certain things that you know you need to be able to do. If you're trying to make it to the games or like you know, now we all need to be able to do 40 muscle ups. Like that was programmed in the open, quarterfinals, semifinals, whatever. We now need to do GHDs. Like that, now these are becoming things that are going to be expected. I'm going to make sure everybody is good as, at that. But then Jeff is not at the same level. So I'm going to tweak it, scale it, whatever. Um, change you know the time frame change this so that it creates the stimulus and the adaptation for that athlete at that particular time um for a particular reason so um, so that's why like there's there's different there's different things well and the cool thing is jeff did win the open this year so yeah. he did meet that goal yeah um and your programming must work to meet the goals that you set so that's really awesome so you get to the games this year. Um, Jeff does really well in the that clean run, of course, because you can clean everything. That is the best thing that happened for me this year, because otherwise <laughs> I would have been cut at 20. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's weird. So this year I had, I think I had a little bit more expectations of myself, which I kept secret for myself. Um, and for me. I did not meet any of those expectations. Um, it just really didn't go well this year, except for those two workouts. Like it just the didn't work. was okay. The, the first was okay. the first two days was yeah, just it was days. just awful. It was 20th place after 20th place. I'm like, oh my God, like what what's happening? Like I I could not go faster. It was I was like, how am I this slow? And why is everybody just passing me like that? It's this is not working. Um, Friday, so after the rest day, I was feeling so bad, most likely because of the lake, maybe a bad recovery. We ate some food that did not go well on like a Thursday evening. So Friday was like a horrible day. And then they announced the cleans and then whew, some energy came back. I'm like, this, like is, magic. My, this is my chance to like redeem myself a little bit. Because without those two workouts at that specific time, I would have not made the cut for 20. Um, so I'm, I was pretty happy about that. Um, I'm also happy to know that I can still beat pretty much everybody at those kinds of workouts. Um, so that's good. Um, that means we have to work on some other stuff that hurts a lot more. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not happy about 13th place, but I'm still more at peace with that 13th place than the fifth from last year from 2020 for some reason i don't know why but the fifth place really got to me that was not what i wanted at all because well, you finished last i finished last and it felt horrible at the end of the week well, you finished top five yes uh, but five. this this year like my lowest placing was what 28 26 20, 20, no i was at least 27th once and then oh, I came the, all the way up to yeah. 12, 13, which is pretty good considering. Anyway, so <laughs> it was, I, 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 I re, I'm really happy I did make the cut for 20. The events were all like, the events were pretty cool. It was just a different vibe, a different, like going from five to 40 with the cuts. As soon as they announced the cuts, I was just nervous. As soon as the cuts were done, I stopped being nervous and then that's when I was able to like perform a little bit more like I should have but everything before was just so so stressful um so yeah I mean working on managing 
the stress a little bit will help. Uh, we're going to compete a lot this year, so hopefully that helps. Um, yeah, you've got a lot going on this fall. Are you doing Rogue and Dubai? Yeah, so I'm I'm doing Rogue, I'm doing Dubai, and we're right now questioning if we're doing Wadapalooza as well. The time frame is really, really, yeah, like it's three weeks. It's Dubai, and then three weeks later, it's uh, it's Wadapalooza. Even if I have a bad placing, I think it, it would still be good for me to just go on the floor and just practice that's what I need to do I don't need to do it in the gym I can do it in the gym that's not what I need to do so we'll we'll look into it it's still like COVID testing and flights and this and that it's a lot yeah it's a lot of traveling it's a lot of comp like three comps in three months like I'll have to nap hard after that to recuperate but I mean the open is what um, two months after so I have time to recover and then start the season uh once the opening comes around, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we don't do you have that open season's going to look like? We know it starts February 24th. Is it three weeks? Is it four weeks? Is it five weeks? Do we get quarterfinal? Are we getting semifinals? Are we yeah. getting so, because now it's if you actually, watch our episode yeah, with Dave Castro with Dave. that just released today, it will be oh, okay. Cool. Ah, okay, good. We'll it that. sounds it sounds like everything's going to be very similar to last year, and that okay. definitely three weeks in the open. <laughs> Three weeks is fine. Three weeks, four four tests like last year, I think is 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 enough. I especially if there's quarterfinals. Yeah, I didn't like the quarterfinal portion of it. It's just it makes it feels like it's a five week open, and at that point, just do five but with weeks. A, but with a one week break, because last year was Easter, right. I think is why they didn't plan it for that weekend. I think if they do three weeks and then do the quarterfinal right after timing wise it's a little bit better logistically i don't know for you guys for the gym but like logistically as a gym owner it was like okay we're done the open i don't we have to do quarterfinals like i'd rather like plan for four or even five weeks straight than to get a break and then because not everybody does get to move on but the people that do i need to plan for them and it's like i'd rather four weeks in consecutive so i'll go watch your episodes and see yeah. what uh, dave castro <laughs> says uh, definitely the semi-final season was it was too long like oh, we, too close we qualified last the last weekend and we had what a month just yeah. over a month before the games and then some of like uh, alex caron qualified through the last chance was and it was like semi-final two weeks after last chance and then two weeks after the games i'm like this is this no it's it's yeah. it's not fair it's not fair for for competitors that have already qualified four weeks in advance that could have taken a little bit of rest and then ramp up back up for the games like we weren't able to do that it was like semi-final uh, uh, grab a beer and then next morning it's in the gym and keep working no rest no no re-ramping it's like is it uh the time frame was really short it felt like it was like bang 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 games it Mm-hmm. It did not feel I didn't I didn't like the well we also got vaccinated, which you know got us kind of yeah, getting you know 48 hours of not feeling too great, but then that was fine. But it was just all the planning and yeah, the, the time frame of it was uh yeah. I'm guessing doing doing rogue Dubai and Waterpools in three it's gonna months. Feel just like that. It's gonna feel the same yeah. slightly, slightly disruptive, but but fun. You mentioned that. You know, you don't. You can use those um, competitions as practice. Are you able, in the moment, to sort of dial it back and not want to win? Uh, I guess I'll see when I step on the competition. <laughs> it's, it's really hard because yes, I I always want to do my best. I I don't want a bad result. A bad result right. sucks. But I have right now. I'm trying to make peace with it. That one of those three or more, I will have a bad result. It's inevitable like three competitions that close one of them is it's it's gonna it's not gonna go as well i'm not gonna be recovered or the programming is not gonna suit me well whatever the reason and i'll have a lower result which is fine because the goal of these competitions is more feeling a live competition on the floor with other people with a schedule that i'm not like i'm not in charge of the schedule like this is the time you have to be ready get ready for this time like that's that's what i want to practice more uh and i guess if i can finally like relax on a live competition i'll be able to do pretty well like if i can just be as relaxed as i can be in the gym then yes winning is possible but if i'm sweating like crazy and just 
not eating and not sleeping, then it's, it's it, it won't, it'll never work. So you guys are in Florida now? Yeah. Yeah. So is it, is it because of quarantines that you guys are still there or no, just? I mean, when the games ended end of August, all the border stuff were being reassessed like mid August. We're like, well, coming to his parents, we're gonna have a little bit of vacation time. Um, I mean, the borders are open. It's more the added cost of the COVID tests and planning for this, planning for that. There's less direct flights, like things like that. Um, and while we were here on like during the vacation time, like right after the games, and we found out that he was going to get an invite for Rogue. That's when we were like, well, do we want to cross, cross? And like, that's three times. That's three times mm-hmm. getting COVID tests. That's, I don't know, like a layover and this and that. Like, it was much easier to just stay here. There's a gym close by. We're able to, you know, establish a routine. From a coaching and a training perspective, it would have been easier to go back home and just kind of jump back into that old wheel and old habits and this and that. Um, we had to reestablish things and see like what works best. So it's kind of like a clean slate. So it's a good opportunity to to be able to to start like start fresh and feel like we're starting fresh as opposed to going back home and saying we're going to start fresh, but then kind of falling back into into some things. It was also just a I just didn't want to get comfortable in my own space. Just stay here. It's hot as hell. <laughs> I do not like that much heat this is way too hot now it's getting better but we've had days like you're just getting baked in the gym and it seems like it's worse at some point in the season um so it's just the goal was to stay uncomfortable for three months and then see what happens with my fitness at road like i'm not in my gym with my comfortable stuff with my usual stuff uh I don't know. It's uh, we'll see. I, I wanted to try it. It's it's not just about the traveling, but it's also about mm-hmm. trying to be uncomfortable and thriving in the uncomfortable. So when I get to the competition, hopefully, I'm right. better better suited for it. That makes sense. That's a great idea. <clears throat> well, I just want to I want to use a co- this time to do a little fun questions about the two of you, and. Uh, <clears throat> So who is the most chipper in the morning? Probably me. Well, she's up two hours before I am. (laughs) So her. Who's the better cook? Uh, She is. Uh, Caroline, if you had to beat Jeffrey in one workout, what would it be? (laughs) Good luck. Well, the the first workout we did together, the first class was bench press, which I beat him, and DT, which I beat him, and that was probably the last time ever. Um, I would, I mean, I think, I think DT would be cool if I could like get there because it just, it's our first workout. Um, I like Karen. I think I could beat you at Karen. Yeah. I mean, especially, he's always complaining because I'm the same height. He's like, your box jumps are at 20 and your wall ball target's at nine feet. I'm like, oh. She has longer legs than me. Yes, I do. And she step-ups at 20 inches. I'm like, this is not fair. When was the last time I did step-ups at 20 inches? I never do that many times. He's always complaining. I'm like, will this suit you better? I'm still going to finish five minutes behind you. Like, be good. He's like, no. So, so what is on the menu at your celebration dinner? Ooh, we had the uh, filet mignon and lobster, lobster. and we had this bacon thing that was like amazing. Uh, I had an onion soup. You had lobster Some. bisque, and then dessert chocolate, a chocolate tort, and mm. cheesecake. Yes. Cheesecake, I love cheesecake. And we had Perrier because we're training, so we didn't drink <laughs> Fancy. I like cheesecake too. Um, so who is more romantic? I think we are both not so much romantic. <laughs> no. I mean, I get, depends I get what the feeling of romance is. I get the feeling that Jeff's a little soft inside. Like I'm a very soft inside. inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, probably me. Yeah. 
if I step up, I can do, I yeah. can be pretty. It's like yeah. your message that you wrote on it was so pretty. Yeah. It just, it doesn't <laughs> show it much. So it's I can like see water it. I can see it. Over okay. here. But if you, if you guys can make love out of double unders, there's got to be a ton of romance inside there. <laughs> yeah. So what's the best date you ever had? The best date? I think the first one. Yeah. that's The, one the first one. Uh, I brought her. We walked from her apartment downtown Montreal, went to a restaurant called Le Bouquin. We had... Um, Smoke uh, um, uh, pull pork, pull pork, pull pork, and then walk back. <laughs> she was cold, gave me his jacket, gave her a jacket, Aww. all that kind of stuff. I have to tell you, you Canadians with the poutine, yeah, <laughs> like that. So good, that's top notch stuff, right there. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, and then what is the show that you guys binge watch together? Uh, right now, at the moment, we've binged Shit's Creek and Community. Yeah. And we just put it on the TV. We don't really listen to it, but <laughs> it's there in the background. Sometimes I, I just sleep on it. It makes me sleepy. So Friends, but Friends is, is not available in the States. It was available in Canada. But I think it, it, it's it, it was getting cut right before we left. What's the other one? Friends? What's the other one? Um, How I Met Your Mother. Mm, I, mean, I think being at the gym and like having music all the time, like I don't feel like having, so we just like having people talk and then we'll watch it or we won't watch it, but that's Awesome. Well, that's all I have for you. I just, this was a lot of fun. You guys are <laughs> hilarious. Um, thank you, uh, thank you so much. I talked about how other coaches that I was talking smack. Maybe because I was I was the only one talking. Guys, you need to talk more. <laughs> well, I the two people that talked about it were Justin Kotler and Matt O'Keefe. Yeah. Well, Kotler was just in front of us because yeah. of, of Carrie Pierce. He's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah we talk about liking to talk. Justin likes to talk. Yeah. He's a talker. We love him. Cool. Well, we want to thank you guys so much for taking time out. This was great. Uh, it was so awesome getting to know you and um, I'll get to see you at Rogue. Yay, yes. cool, awesome. Nice. Come say hi. I will. All right, talk to you guys later. Thank you. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends in partnership with The Morning Chalk Up. Please consider giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a review. It really helps our podcast. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.